1: Gets there, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manley. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at
2: it. Links up with Cherry Evans, it's still on for Manley. Away
1: from Hess, kicks in field. Look who's there! Tom, Trot, on Evans! Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. NRL Round 10 is upon us. Magic weekend, one of my favourite weekends of the year. Absolutely stoked for it. Spy, I'll start with you, mate. What is, uh, when you think of magic round, what's the moment of magic that comes to, to mind for you that you've attended in the past?
0: I've got a cracking magic moment, boys. Uh, and you know what? I was a neutral fan. It was 2009, Parramatta v Bulldogs prelim final out at Homebush. I got the train in at lunchtime from work, got right amongst the schooners, walked in, and they'd split the sides, the fans, between Bulldogs and Para, obviously, kind of like European EPL soccer style. style. And that everyone was going mental, like proper local derby. It was the height of the Hain train. Uh, Hazem was playing. Someone got knocked out first set. It was, I was pretty drunk. I've never had so much fun in the footy game. And worth watching on KO Classics, honestly. It is an absolute mm. beauty. Uh, not if you're a dog fan, because they get done, but it's it was unbelievable. Like one of the great sporting experiences it was,
1: yeah. I watched that game at Coffees Hotel in Cooma. One of the great games of rugby league. 2019 NRL Supergates champion Desi Creek Desi, what springs to mind for you?
2: Well, I was going to say something from 2019 Probably when Moses scored the first try at, at Bank Bankwest, But I think I've got to go back to 2014 When we broke that, um, the eight year streak uh, For State of Origin I was there in the crowd Hodco, Hodco and Reynolds Unreal Magic,
0: truly magic
1: Oh, yeah, I've never shed so many man tears watching a <clears> game of footy in my entire life. My one that comes to mind, the centenary test, the kangaroos, and when, when G.I. did his, like, scorpion flick behind his head at the SCG back to, to Gaz, I believe it was, I was sitting on the fence right in front of G.I. where he did it. It was such an incredible moment. Uh, That's one to finish mine to me So magic weekend this round I'm
0: going to add one in quickly From the same season Tigers para And it was late in the regular season It was the same night Benji did his crazy in and away Show and go flick pass to the corner I was dead in front of it Mm. And then Hayne did the chip and chase And it was went off tap So I was a young fellow And I basically rode I had a para fan who was a member So I went to all the games with him For the back half of the year And rode, uh, rode him to the grand final It was very very fun
1: One of the all-time great runs of footy. (laughs) Guys, uh, Supercoach-wise, Spy, you're on the charge, mate. It's been a slow start to the season, but you're finding a bit of touch.
0: I've set on building, and I might be back on the potty after missing last week, but I'm back in Supercoach as well, boys. (laughs) 1186. More importantly, I've now penciled in everyone I wanted to pencil in. Um, So let's see what we can do into 15K now. After I was 60K at one point after round three or four few things went against me so yeah try getting to that uh top 10k soon and then uh fly during the buys. but as we say every week long long way to go so as long as i'm going that way mm. happy days long uh, long yeah. way to
1: go mate uh speaking of any <coughs> trades left or are you all out
0: I, you keep asking me this but <laughs> 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 after you use a couple i'll probably be near equal with you. five
1: boosts five boosts but, mate, it's paying off. You're on the charge. Mate,
0: you don't need boosts. No, you might. We'll find out. It's all, it's all new, but um, we'll see what happens. Just quickly, on the weekend, speaking of magic moments, Micah Sevo chip and chase like vintage Noel Gulthorpe back in the day, and Fafita with a monster Burton Torp. It was unbelievable. Two bits of skill from a couple of big men. How bloody good!
1: Speaking of magic moments <coughs> that I was in attendance for, I was on. The, if I was close for the GI one, I reckon I was nearly closer for Sevo's chip chase. Maybe the water boy was there with me, <laughs> the Guru. It was. We were right in front of it on the sideline. It was incredible. We also saw him skin Dom Young, like a Sevo, which yes. is just like beyond belief. So it was an incredible, incredible night to be at incredible stadium. That so, and to see Paramatta put on their Best performance in a long time. The Knights made him look pretty good, but Parry couldn't have done much more. Pr- very complete performance.
0: The best part about the Sevo one was how well he did the chip and chase, but then he's left to right pass, he nearly missed the bloke entirely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, sticky to your chip chases. Uh. Uh, yeah, Desi, uh, how are you travelling, mate? Got
2: 1056 last week, so not the best week. I'd, I thought I'd fall ranks, but.
1: A- about par, though. I yeah, 1050.
2: Still sitting around top 5,000. Mm. Didn't have guys like Dylan Brown and Hopgood who a lot of people own, so mm. I don't know. Not much I can do about that, but bring them in.
1: What are you, what are you ranked exactly? Uh, it, it, you're in the 4,000s, yeah? It is 4,663. Yeah, I, I love uh, how humble you are, mate, saying around about 5,000. I always make it sound like the best possible. So if I'm like 4,999, I'm like, yeah, not far off the top 3,000 or like, you know. uh, (laughs) In the 4,000s. I'm I'm in the 4,000s is the call. (laughs) Everyone knows that. So you actually made yourself sound worse. We've got high
2: standards here though. We Mm. do,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, The Cooma Stallions, uh, plenty of green last few weeks. It's been nice. So 11,19 is pretty solid round there. Up into 7,000, up into the 7,000s overall. 7,300. So I'm actually at the, the higher end of the 7,000. So is that I'll be, 12, I'll be very that. specific <laughs> about that. Uh, almost in the top 1,000 overall, the Stallions are. So 7,300. So we are on the charge. An early question from Penton Blake. My biggest question of the round is what time are we having beers at the Caxton Hotel on Friday? It's a great question. I will be up there at Magic Round. The Caxton, 4 pm in the car park. Myself and the Rugby League guru are going to be sitting down there smashing a few tins. Cannot wait for it. Uh, if you are around the Caxton, around Bridgie for Magic Weekend, come and join myself and Guru. Potential to get a few of the SC Playbook crew around that day as well. So, would love to have you come along, say good day. Cannot wait for it. Saturday, 1 pm, the Bloke in a Bar crew, myself, Guru, Kempy, Maddie the Waterboy, will be 1 pm at the Caxton Hotel. So, jump in for that, meet and greet. Uh, All that good stuff. So, really, really looking forward to this weekend.
0: Just on Magic Round, boys. Uh, It's my final weekend away interstate before I have my second kid. And I ask myself, before every really big weekend, I ask myself the question, what time should I probably be in bed by? Just a bit of mental preparation. (laughs) It might be midnight. It might be 2 p.m. I sort of, you know, I've got a kid to look after when I get back to Sydney. This weekend, I was sitting there and I was like, it just doesn't matter.
1: It really doesn't matter. You're not sleeping Yeah,
0: it's going to be in trouble. I do love my sleep, though, mate. So, that'll counteract. uh, Many a schooner on Saturday. Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, so if there's a naked bloke streaking Caxon Street with a whiskey in hand at three in the morning, Saturday morning. Come it, say good day. <laughs> come say good day. <laughs> Guys, today's show, the key takes from Team List Tuesday. Jacob Carraz back in the fold, nice and early. You beauty. Bit of drama at the Paramount Eels as well, at least in supercoach respects. Uh, topic for the week, we're going to look at, what are we looking at? Spies' long-term buy plan. The plan at this stage will be next week to do a real big deep dive into buy planning around the origin period. Uh, we've got a big article incoming for that one, so very excited. So next week after that. Uh, but this week we want to, like, the Spire's got his buy planning for 2027 sorted out, so we want to touch on that. In the same topic, we're also going to be talking about our priority parameter Eels buy, by. Buyers. <laughs> buy buyers. Buy buys, yeah. yeah. Buy buys. Yeah. There are so many great options, so many questions around them, but they have the buy in round fourteen. So you can't have more. So how many is too many? We'll chat about that very shortly. Hot topics. Terrell Sloan, last week's most traded play out. This week's eighth most traded out. That brings a tear to my eye. Mm. Uh uh-huh. Dream Buller, most traded in cheapy at the Tigers. Plenty to talk about there. Our round ten trade and skipper plans and wrap it up with a few listener questions. Boys just get stuck into Teamless Tuesday. Uh, And to start with it As mentioned Jacob Kiraz Back for the doggies We'll start with that Spy Do you go early on him? Do we wait? What's your plan there?
0: No definitely not early Um, If you're still holding him For whatever reason Maybe you hold him I probably would But it's going to work out beautifully He's going to play this weekend The weekend after with that really low injury-affected score yeah. and his rolling average. So basically he'll lose price, lose money the next couple of weeks. He then might make a little bit of cash in round 12, but we can pick him up in round 14 for yeah. basically well under what he's worth and lock him in for the rest of the season. Plays
1: round 16 and 19, yeah, the next two magic. major buy rounds. 650K at the <clears throat> moment, break even 142 with the 6 in his rolling average. It's, it's a dream come true for super coaches. So, But yeah, I'd be ta- waiting for the price drop. We'll ra- wait until sort of round 14. They do have a tough draw after that <clears throat> that round 13 by so, sorry so yeah, it'd be great pick up Jacob Cash also the Bulldogs one that I flagged in my Q&A podcast on Thursday afternoon was Raymond Fatale Mariner who I was he was about 330k and I just thought with all the doggies forwards out that there was just value there anyway he ended up scoring early to mid 60s I believe <laughs> and you just thought So cheap. The minutes have been down to you. They'd shown, even though he'd had injury concerns himself, might have been an earlier concussion, I can't remember exactly, but a a tendency that they didn't really want to play RFM big minutes, but I thought it was going to be forced. I still think he's a reasonable downgrade if you're looking for a bit of cash. But at the doggies, Max King, who was expected to be out for three to five weeks, he's been named. They're so
0: tough, They're tough out at Belmore, aren't they? Yeah, just getting, they, know, they need, them, so they they just need him. They need mm. him. So,
1: yeah, Max Hicking, <clears throat> that is likely to impact RFM's minutes. So probably, you know, a bit of risk there. And Franklin Pele. Frank the Tank, back it's, in it's, the it's. fold. So hopefully Big <laughs> Frank, for anyone who still owns, myself included, can come and just make us a bit of money. doesn't have to be much. Just make us 50K. I'd, I'd take it. At Manly, lot going on there. Tommy Turbo named... Toiletown caller back at centre Thank Christ, Desi Creek Ruben Garrick back on the wing Because another thing flagged How concerned we we were last week Being named at centre And the impact that might have on his super coach Scored early 30s And was a little bit panic stations Because he'd also dropped to mid 500k Because of his his concussion a few weeks back So he dropped it in value And I was like, you don't trade a bloke like Garrick For that price Back on the wing though, happy days
2: Mm, Didn't look too good at centre, did he? Kind of out of place.
1: Completely out of place. Yeah,
0: he, he didn't get the tackle boss. All, all I box. could look at, like, I thought he had a good job, especially his first game in the San Jose NRL, but super coach wise oh, man.
1: Super coach wise like, He yeah, just runs, dude.
0: like, they run that decoy line. Like, he got a little bit of early ball, but, I mean... You need him on the wing, kick returns, mm. work rate, tackle 20-plus runs,
1: tackle busts.
0: <clears throat> he can come in on the back of a few quick keppy play-the-balls who's starting. I know <laughs> you didn't mention, but... Uh.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, really good news for Ruben Garrick and, obviously, Tommy Turbo back as well, who we'll get to shortly. I believe he's the week's most sold player. Chance Nicol Clockstad back. Tohu Harris back at the Warriors. Elias Akatoa has also been named for the Storm. Pissed me off a little bit because... I don't know if you boys have seen anything else, but when they play on Saturday will be 11 days since their concussion on ANZAC day, which, as far as I was concerned, meant that you can't play because they were Category 1. I think it wasn't it.
0: Ever clear was it Was it, it af- I Was, tried that- to find information, was it was after it? day 11 Was it day 11 well, I Do believe you- it was day 11 Do you say we played in the afternoon It's been more than 11 days Like yeah, I don't yeah. know <laughs> That's the argument so I'd like, make
1: Anyway look It's not <clears> the end of the world It's great news for though For Chan's owners Who held him It's great news for anyone Who held Ellie Katoa Ellie was a real reluctant Sell for me last week Because I was thinking He'd missed two rounds But anyway it is what it is uh, He wasn't exactly Setting the world a lot Anyway He doesn't play round 13 So not too bad But the impact there, Desi, is on Adam Fanua-Blake, I think, because Fanua-Blake, on a tear, he played 75 minutes last week. I actually thought, like, in that bog against the Roosters, I didn't check his or pay attention to his score, I should say, on the day, but then I checked his score, I think it might have been on Monday, and I went, holy dooly. Belted out, I think, 85 points, 32 tackles, 22 runs. He's now up to 679K. I think personally it's too much because with Tohu back, he plays big minutes at lock. AFB actually started at lock on the weekend. AFB goes back to prop. Tohu back. I think 679K, you've probably missed the boat on him because those minutes were reduced. What do you think? He does also play around 13 and the Warriors do. So Mm. I'm not saying don't buy him. I just think... Don't expect him to keep those minutes with Tori back.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I've always been AFB's second biggest fan, probably behind Mr. Wilson Carlos. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just a monster. So he could, he doesn't really need that many minutes to score well, we've seen over the years. So if he keeps the rich vein of form he's
0: in.
1: Yeah, without, so checking,
0: it. without checking any numbers, there's no way I'd buy him on the back of all that. They're going to want him to pull back on the minutes. He did a job last week in the wet where the ball wasn't being used. Tailor-made for his, his numbers. I think you're paying overs. There's got to be something yeah. else you can get.
1: Agreed. Uh, speaking of Walton Carlos, 2019 runner-up in Supercoach, started a Sunday night podcast live from Rockhampton It's a weekly wrap, and the bloke's a genius. Such a great footy mind, getting great numbers on that, great feedback on that. So jump in and listen to Walsh's Sunday night recap. He touches on a bit of NRL stuff and obviously all the major NRL supercoach pointers, so a really, really good listen. Got a great history in the game, Walsh as a player and coach at all different levels, so worth a listen there. Tyrone Peachy retained at centre for the Panthers. We'll get to him later. Robert Jennings, I believe he was last week's second most traded in player. Dropped for Tessie New. I uh, don't have um, any sort of empathy towards anyone who brought Robert Jennings in because Tessie New is always due back this week and this is always going to happen. So anyone who does have Jennings who scored about 15 <coughs> or something will be hoping that he can come back and play around 13 at first round. Ellie Katoa back, as mentioned. Davey Moali, he's just... Just hasn't been his season, super coach wide spot looking good. Drops out of the, the squad entirely. So there must have been an injury related to that mm. or something. But regardless, you know, he was just sitting there as a bench player, not playing great minutes. Anyway, Zach Lomax dropped for the Dragons. <laughs> not too many uh, on Lomax at the moment. Uh, a few jumped on last week. But, yeah, dropped. There you go. The Cheese, despite that, I believe it was a net concern post-Warriors game. Uh, he's been named this week. Whether he takes the field is another story. Holam Lukey, named on the edge with Jeremiah Nanai out for, I believe, four weeks for a hip-drop tackle. Lukey, one to keep an eye on as he returns from a hamstring injury. Parramatta, and we'll get to Parramatta more shortly, <clears throat> but big news. Andrew Davey, signed with the club last week, named to start on the edge. Ryan Madison playing off the bench. Jermaine Hopgood... Also an impact on him because Hopgood played massive minutes last week. Tundart looked great. Davey coming into that. Cardi's still on the bench. Mado on the bench, not major concerns because he did this last year and he still, he'd still come on to play about 55 <laughs> straight and he still scored well, but certainly not ideal for any of those players, Spy.
0: Yeah, as, as a Hopgood owner, I think maybe we can still expect 60-odd from him, which is fine. It just means we're probably not getting 75-80, mm. which is, I think... Gee, he looked fit last week, though, and saying so that. So So you don't know. He got better and better as the game went on, but also it was hardly a grind. So, um, I mean, happy owner here still, but really interesting to see just how those minutes play out in terms of whether it's going to be 55, 60 or upwards of 70-plus.
1: What about Desi for, for Maddo? Do you, do you own him? I don't, no. You don't? I think you are pretty keen on him last week and for obvious reasons. How does this impact your thoughts on him? Because I think he's about 720 or 730K – The thing about not starting for me is it's like his role will be fine and he plays 55 to 60 minutes and that's all good and score well But when you're not starting, or sorry, when you do start, even if you're only going to play 60 minutes anyway You're always a chance of there being HIAs and injuries and that sort of stuff where you're forced to play 80 It takes that out of the equation
2: Mm Mm-hmm You know, you never know. He could still start. He he could still start. It's Brad Arthur. Yeah, it's just one of those things. 720K, he's still going to crack out, you know, 70 points a week. So Mm. I can still see it as a, you know, valuable buy. But I think there's probably better Parramatta
0: players to buy than him. I'll challenge that a little bit in that he averaged 66 off the bench last year. Why does that change would be my question. I'd expect the same thing. Maybe his minutes increase. Um, Give him... It's a new year, but if if I'm looking at that role going back to last year, I'll look at last year's scores and expect that, so I wouldn't be racing to him. I'd
1: be a bit concerned. I I think he's one <coughs> that you can now... Sit and wait? Sit and wait and yeah. have a look with with their, you know, all of a sudden pretty decent forward death. I obviously love Andrew Davey, so... Yeah, it's one that I'd be waiting probably more till around 12 or 13 if keen on him. Guys, if you enjoy SC Playbook and all the effort that goes into the site and the podcast, you can support it by subscribing to our NRL package for $40. Full package for the NRL, AFL, BBL content, $50. Go and check out SC Playbook, AFL as well. Follow them on social media, on Insta, Twitter, Facebook. Great, great content there from a top notch uh, group of contributors. Gives you access to additional premium articles on site every single week, access to our WhatsApp community, team advice, late mail, like team news, contributor-only chats, all sorts of different things. We've also got from our half-backed punting podcast, if you haven't listened to that, myself, X-Radar, Ender Brother, Sammy Williams, X TAB data analyst Jimmy Hughes, an absolute gun. We sit there, we talk about our plays for the week, punting-wise, general rugby league, obviously, so go and check that out if you're interested in a listen. Going to get the boys and myself. We've got a new thread in the WhatsApp chat for punters only, just to separate it from all the other Supercoach-related chat. As we update things throughout the week, new team news, jobs, bets change, uh, we'll jump in and give our, our updated plays in that thread. Also access to our major unlimited group prize worth $1,000. Head to the menu on site at scplayable.com.au to find the subscription tab if interested. The topic. Well, before we get to the Parramatta Eels, Spy, let's talk about your buy plan going forward uh, through to the end of it. Yeah. um, Major buy rounds around 13, round 16, round 19. Minor buy rounds around 14, 17 and 20 where three sides are on the buy. What do you got?
0: So you would be happy to know, or maybe not happy to know, but I haven't gone too mad this year. Uh, I don't, you don't have to get 17 players, or you can't. Obviously, top 13 players score for you this year. Just which Just quickly, makes it, on yep.
1: the 13 players, so I reached out to Tommy Sanks to join the week, a few questions around that. And basically, Tommy told me that, what was it? Yeah, you still only get one auto emergency. So this would be pretty rare, but just so you're aware of it. You couldn't have, like, three bench 2RFs and three bench CT dubs if you've got, like, six active players in those two positions. You still only get one AE. So if that was, say, the scenario and that's how your team was set up, you'd get four reserves from your CT dub and 2RF. You'd get one AE, but the extra bloke would not come into your team if, if that was, say, your 13th man. So, again, I don't think it's going to impact too many people, but there were question marks around that. It yeah, uh, just
0: means you can't be sh- have no players in, like, four different positions and stack it elsewhere, Yeah, otherwise yeah. you'll be short. Exactly, Yeah,
1: exactly. So uh, probably my first question, I should have started with Spy, and I'll throw to you, Desi, as well, before Spy you get into that buy chat. Because you get your top 13 scoring plays for those three major buy rounds, 13, 16, 19 rounds, uh, I'll start with you, Desi. Do you think there's much merit in going – Aiming for more than 13 players Or do you think you're happy to aim for 13 on the dot Or maybe even 14 and not rip your side apart
2: Yeah, obviously you don't want to rip your side apart We know that, you know, from, from many years of playing <laughs> I think you could get away with 13 for sure if
1: Conversely, 11 or 12 <coughs> well, You know, we've played short in Biden in previous years Could you go less?
2: Um, I think you probably want 13 mm. for all of them Agree Um. But, yeah, probably 14, 15,
0: and then get rid of your lowest two two players, I'd say. It probably depends on yeah. who your 14th or 13th bike is, if it's Pele yeah. or yeah, someone who might score right. your 10, you probably assume. But if you've got 13 pretty handy dudes, maybe you can get away with it.
1: Mm. A, a more solid 13 <clears throat> rather than in previous bye years, you scrape together with some duds there. Mm. If you can get a solid 13, if you've got a solid 13, and, and I think you're right, I think that a lot of 13s going around this episode. I think you should be aiming for your 13. I don't really think you need more. Maybe 14. If you can get 14, happy days. I
0: like 14. Yeah. But also you don't want to trade away someone that's going to be of mass value to you just mm. to get a 14th who yeah. might not score. Uh, if you've got someone sitting there that you don't really need, you've got to trade out with sleeve, I don't mind doing it. Give you and, a bit of and coverage.
1: And it seems getting 13 for each of those three <coughs> rounds uh, fairly achievable for me as well. So uh, I, I reckon... 13 on the dot, 14 if you can do it, is, is the, the idea. Uh, go, spy.
0: Let's go for my base plan, boys. Uh, I'll talk you through <laughs> it, let me know your thoughts. But uh, for anyone, doesn't matter if you've played this game for ages or not long at all, but this is how I think you'd do it. Firstly, you can check your numbers on the app or the website. Uh, go up the top and do it where it says Show Buys. Just check your current numbers for rounds 13, 16 and 19. Round 14 is also crucial. Check that while you're there. So 13, 14, 16, and 19. Just have a look where you're so at
1: important, yeah. at the
0: moment. You might have, for example, I'll tell you what I've got. It's about nine for round 13. Round 14, I'm sweet. Round 16, I've got a heap. Just, that's just how it falls. So mm. check your sides. And then round 19, I'm okay. So if you're similar to me, you can look at your sides and go, okay, I'll get my round 13 numbers. Um, I might need to add four blokes with four trades. Ideally, I think if you can get four blokes who play round 13 and 19, you don't have to worry about round 16 too much if you've already got that covered. Uh, Sides may be different, but I think we own a lot of the same guys. So Mm -hmm. if you can get your 13 blokes for round 13, you're probably already covered for round 16. And then... You might be not far away from round 19. I minutes. Mean, you don't have to use too many trades. You're not then going in and trading towards each buy. You can almost set it up heading in and make some alterations as you need. Yep. I think that's the way to go. In terms of who you're getting rid of, have a look at Origin, guys. Uh, for me, Val Holmes will definitely go. playing Origin... Um, just because i won't want to trade someone else of value who's playing the buyers it just doesn't make sense to me someone like maybe Fafita and latrell if needed can go down if you need to create that money
1: the one downside today for Fafita's form he's <clears throat> gonna get picked for origin
0: yeah that's it sure. um yeah mm-hmm. but you need someone to sell to get these guys so of it course, could, could yeah. work out well uh, but just go through and do that um once the simplest way to do it round 13 once you've looked ahead with your trades add the four blokes in You've got 13 for round 13. Then you can look at the other rounds moving forward and go, what am I currently sitting at? You might do it and go, I'm actually pretty sweet, which is what I did. It surprised me a little bit, which is why when you're teasing about trades, I said, I'm actually looking okay. (laughs) Whereas I was a bit panicked. like, I have gone a bit hard here. In other years, you might have had to do a lot more work to navigate. I think we could be looking okay for trades this year.
1: In other words, (coughs) uh, sorry, in other years, when you're looking at, you know, first major bye week and then the second one and you go, all right, I've got X amount of trades between then and then just to scrape to 13 players. Mm. But then when you factor in (coughs) potential injuries and any other concerns that might happen or origin selections or restings, yeah, I need all those trades and for nothing else to go wrong. But this year, hopefully not looking too bad.
0: I think it's okay. And so check it out for your own side. See how you're looking. Just remember round 14, Parramatta manly and newcastle all have the buy and it's post origin one that could be resting so if you overload on para and the other guys you're going to find yourself short which would suck she needs 17 for that round
1: so i believe it was a podcast about two weeks ago i had a, a bit of a look into and there's uh yeah there's an article on site again about two weeks ago if you go to scplaybook.com.au scroll down and i think it's uh labeled early buy planning it touches on round the round 14, round 17, round 19, origin-related supercoach players that are on those buys or that have quick turnarounds that may be impacted. And Tommy Turbo is one that stood out. So go and check that out. next, Probably next week on the podcast. <coughs> so that we've sort of laid out the basics of buy planning. Next week or the week after, we'll look at the strongest and the sides with the best and worst schedules across that period. Players impacted, all that sort of stuff. So... Spy, that ties into the Parramatta Eels On the round 14 buy Just about every question this week was What about Gutho, what about Brown, what about Hopgood, what about Moses, etc, cetera, etc cetera. So many great buys at Parramatta But they have the buy in round 14 First question for you Desi Before we rank our buys at the Eels Who, how many Eels are too many to own?
2: I think more than four Is probably, I think four is probably the max I'd go Um yeah, if you like. Particularly said,
1: particularly yeah. gunned.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like Spice said, that you've got that by um the round after. So
0: yeah, you don't want too many to be stuck in that in that next week. So I think four as well. Yeah. Um one thing though, what you could do if you say you want to jump on Mitch Moses now, for example, which is a fair play and you go in with five, you could still trade Mitch back to Cleary in round 14 if you needed to, like he's got St George. Don't You can think a little bit outside the box there. Cover yourself for round 13. Um, you still have two trades heading into that round 14, so you can use them if you need be, but I think four's a number. It will vary side to side, though, just because people might not own Manly and Newcastle blokes, in which case, you are a bit more mad. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and that's, <laughs> you're right. It is very much side to side. You might have those guys, and then you might also have marzu and miller and tommy turbo and all that in which case it's like all right i want to hold some of these players i can't have you know more than three paradise but generally speaking i think four is a decent number <coughs> certainly no more than four guns like if you've got five guns in that's too many you know i think sort of three guns and maybe someone like a wirimu greg would be okay where it's like all right greg's not playing around 14 <coughs> but we can cop that uh so yeah so let's talk about these Parramatta players and we'll put them all into one, boys. And I'll start with you, Desi. I'll read a few numbers out. Clint Gutherson, 753k, twenty seven. Uh, sorry, 26 break-even. Dill Brown, 679k, 27 break-even. Jermaine Hopgood, 577k. Don't have his break here in front of me, but tonned up last week, so money incoming. Mitchy Moses, 695k. Massive ton last week, money incoming. Ryan Madison, Sean Lane, Will Pennacini, So many great options. Mate, let's say you didn't own any power players now. You've got a blank canvas. What's your order of the, of the blokes you're trying to get in, namely your, sort of, your top three or four? If we're saying that we're trying to get three or four of them in, who are your priorities? And, again, this will change from side to side, but where do you sit?
2: It's funny you say that. <laughs> I don't have any <coughs> Parramatta players right now. There so Perfect. <laughs> um, I think Dylan Brown's the guy that I have to put number one. Um, I think he's fairly priced where he is. 27 break-even. So he's only going to go up from here. Um, Just the clear second best 5'8 in Supercoach has been for a long time. So, you know, you've got that 140, 150 ceiling. Um, And then number two, I'd probably go Mitch Moses because he's got that same ceiling. We saw it last week. He's got the goal kicking. Um, You can swap him in for, you know, a Cleary or Hines type over the next four to six weeks um, in the hope that he can knock out a couple more Mm. times. Then number three, I've gone Sean Lane. So we know what he's capable of based on last year. Um should I think get
1: a bit of a discount on him as well yeah, by that time. Yeah.
2: He's pretty pretty cheap right now. I'm almost tempted to jump on. I I much <coughs> prefer Lane to Amado type type player. Um and then four I've gone Guthrie, cause he's seven fifty three K. He's a bit expensive for mine. Um but yeah, he's he can still knock out mm. big scores. Um, but yeah, I probably wouldn't pay over 700k for Gotha, frankly
1: Okay, so made that order absolutely fair uh, the, the sort of name standing out missing there You spoke a bit about Maddo, uh, Hopgood, 577k Certainly the value of the lot One who, well, I spoke about the concerns before About Tavia obviously coming in on the edge But Junior Bowlow will be out due to origin duty for three weeks So you'd imagine at the very least good minutes there uh, Why not Hopgood?
2: Just think he's too overowned. Still Like at the top end of the rankings
1: Mate people People have jumped ship on him They have But he's, he's still very highly owned
0: It's like, like under 20 uh, I
1: believe I'll get that. actually Had sent me through His ship stats before So while I throw to you, Spy, and get yours, I'll get uh, his own You pull tax. him
0: up, I'll give my top four. Very similar, Desi. It'll
1: surprise you, Desi, yeah. yeah. I, when he tonned, I looked at it. Every time my player goes good, I go straight to add his own ship stats. I'm like, what, t- mm. what is it, yeah.
0: Uh, so I've got Brown at one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the logic behind that, A, you pick him up at a good price now because he's about to explode mm-hmm. after his ton. Uh, and he's a keeper, 5'8. So you lock in a keeper who covers the buyers. What more do you want? Mitchie Moses at two. He could easily be the number one scorer over that buy period. You're just taking a Mm. position of Cleary and Hines, so it makes it hard for him. Uh, Shawnee Lane at three, I agree. He's just dropping in value nicely. I'll be looking to get him in as soon as possible, but I'm happy with my back row. It's a bit hard. Um, And then I've got Gutho and Hopgood about that level Mm. as well. I think it's team-dependent on who you're looking to It's certainly team-dependent. Depends who you're going to trade out. I really have...
1: Like, for example... Cody Walker owners Would be a little bit Less stressed about Getting Dylan Brown Because 5'8 yep. being a bit of A problem position You know You might not need To double up there And you might Prioritise elsewhere But you know, for a lot of people Struggling at 5'8 Or they might be looking To flip Cam Munster That's where Brown Probably becomes the man
0: Yeah so really I think <coughs> Brown Moses Lane Gutho Hopgood There's not much in it Really I think they're all Going to do a job I'd be happy to own All of them But it's tight. All I only want four And I think Maddo um, Assuming he's not Playing Origin We'll see what happens there Um He's just a good solid buy, but not right now. I think you're, wait- I think you're waiting on Hopgood and Guthard as well, so Brown, mm-hmm. Moses, Lane, then reassess.
1: Yeah, so Hopgood, last week he was sub-20% ownership in all the main ranking groups. Few did jump on last week. Congrats to those who did. 31% ownership in the top 100, 27% of the top 500, 27 of the top 1,000, 26 of the top 5,000, 26 of the top 10,000. So, you know. Some would say pod. Yes, I the, the pod man. Seventy five percent don't have him. As you said, boys, really tough to separate them. I'd put Dill <coughs> Brown at number one for me, very, very happy to have brought him in last week. He'd just been scratching the surface this season, largely in base and the odd try assist off a kick and not getting a lot of stats and how still average early sixty. How
0: good was it to see him step off the left and score early?
1: Oh, Three minutes in Friday night at six yeah. o'clock
0: it was like Thank you.
1: Mate. Yeah, I absolutely gave to the guru, and I was chuffed about going on about how good I am and how good my super coach trade was. He brought in a Gutho who went on to score a hat trick and scored about eight. So he did.
0: honestly could have scored seven yeah. and broken the record.
1: Yeah, it was, some crazy. There. It was some words Some words exchanged there. Uh, Dill <coughs> Brown at number one. I I'm going to go Sean Lane at number two. Not necessarily just yet. But I think as he sort of can hopefully bottom out a little bit more in price, get a few more K's under the belt after missing the start of the season. The thing I like about Lane is Brad Arthur loves him as an 80 minute player, whereas Maddo, the minutes are a concern, as you said, Desi, now. I probably would have had Hopgood higher on that list prior to the Davy news today, uh, so Hopgood's dropped down and... Look, you probably can't go with Cleary and uh, Nico Hines throughout that entire period. Someone's probably going to have to go. We're going to get to that shortly. But, yeah, I think for that reason, probably Mitchie Moses. That being said, 695k, 150 in his rolling average, low break, he's about to make money. So he's, cool. if you don't go now, it's a big decision this week because Moses at that price. Spy, you've got to take off soon, mate. Um, bit going on So Before you leave us Firstly I'll ask the question What are you thinking at halfback We just spoke about Mitch Moses A lot of people <coughs> selling Nathan Cleary this week Are you hanging tough with Cleary Or are you looking at moving on
0: I'm hanging tough But part of me thinks it could be a great play Just mm. to go now <coughs> Mitch makes his money Cleary maybe loses it In saying that If you're going to get Mitch now What's he going to be worth in 10 rounds because you're going to hold him through the buyers. He might be back to this price anyway.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a good point um, in that there's every chance he's back at this price by that time. So if you're looking at cash gen, sure, you're saving it. I suppose the other thing though is if you went before round, if you waited to round 12 or something, the, it'd be too expensive then. Maybe so.
0: you don't get him for 13. Or you get him now. If he looks like plummeting, you could sell him back to Nath round 14. Because what you'll find once you do your buys, you can probably cover 16 off, mm. which means you still get some reasonable coverage in round 13 and 16. Plus you get Nath back for the Dragons game. So I'm yeah. a bit torn. I don't have an answer at the moment. Dragons
1: are Sunday afternoon as well, so they do get the, the max turnout after Origin 1.
0: Yeah, it's just um, I'm a little bit torn this week on whether I chase a bit of coin that's available or just stick solid with the best side possible. My policy this year has been to stick with the, as many guns as I can. So I think okay. I'll just hold Nath an and... You no, know, it mean, might mean I don't get Mitch at all, which is so, fine.
1: So what are your trade and skipper plans? I'm
0: having a look at... I want Connolly, Connolly Lemuelu, because I've got Isaac Thompson there. If I get Connolly and it's like a fifth centre, he's got a reasonable base mm. around that 45-50 with try-scoring ability. He plays rounds 13 and 19. I making get cash. Yeah, making cash. If I'm going to do it, it's now. Uh, to do that, I'd need two cells to Fano, which is fine, down to the peach. I think I don't mind those two trades. I could hold off H, a week or yeah, yeah <laughs> I could hold off a week or two, and save those trades. But then I probably can't do that. So I'm like, do I just do it now? And you know, if I'm making trades now, the trades I don't have to do later, heading into the buyers, so I get them while they're at value. So I'll either do nothing this week, or I'll do that, or I'll find something crazy.
1: That's why I get closer to the Magic trades Round. trades will be in the uh, the <laughs> Facebook subscriber WhatsApp chat by the end of the week. You can update us there. Uh, and your skippers, mate. Uh, and why is it Nico Hines' captain?
0: Uh, it's Nico. Yeah, <laughs> what is he Sadiavo at Magic Round?
1: I believe I think. so. I think Sadiavo Dolphins.
0: What better way to have 30-odd schooners than a Nico 150 on Magic Round, I think. Yeah, how yeah, bloody good.
1: You and the other 100% of super coaches. Absolutely. Still be enjoyable. <laughs> uh, all right, mate, you've got to leave us, but uh, thank you.
0: <clears throat> Cheers, boys.
1: Adios. Desi, over to us, mate. Before we get to that point, though, Paddy and George, Mortgage Choice SCW. Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed-rate mortgages are going to expire. Madness. Don't you dare fast forward. This is a good one this week, if you own a house. This means that for a lot of you out there, you haven't felt the impacts of all the consecutive rate rises that have been dominating the media talk lately. I've spoken with Paddy and George about it in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rating with a, a rate, should I say, with a one or a two in front of it. The average rate is now around 5%. What does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks a month. That's a hell of a lot of money. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts, Patty and George, a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself 129 bucks because you listen to the podcast. It's a free consult, so when you do call them, let them know you're an SC Playbook listener. To do so, to get in contact with them, they're on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. Flick them a message there, or if you're not on there, call them on 02 9521 1611. All that info, plus their emails, QR codes, all sorts of things are in all the articles on the SC Playbook website, so jump in and find it there. Desi, hot topics for the week, mate most traded in player dream Buller his bottom dollar basement price negative 38 break even big cash incoming was outstanding against Penrith on the weekend what are your thoughts
2: yeah it's just a shame he's only available at fullback if he was in center wing everyone I would be on him
1: isn't it a killer yeah he,
2: he really looks good that that try assist he he threw to uh Nofluma. Oh, on the in weekend, the wet. unbelievable. So
1: the tackle on Cleary, yeah, oh. he's
2: he's. I think he's got a, a better passing game than Laurie. It's safe to say. So and mm. uh, his base was pretty good as well. I believe around thirty five forty. So I I can't blame anyone for wanting that cash if you really need it to buy someone like Dylan Brown or something. You know, I was tempted to do it because I could make seven hundred k from that Latrell to Buller trade, Jesus. which is just an an, an insane Imagine- amount.
1: Walsh, yeah, Reese Walsh, Tory you yeah. well. he's like, you could earn it. Like, Walsh about to plummet in cash. Buller about to make a ton of cash. It's a big swing, isn't it? How
2: much cash do you need? How much cash is that too is, much?
1: That is the question. How much do you need?
2: How much is because
1: too much? Because Tigers don't play 13. So, I, at this stage, am avoiding it. In fact, I'm definitely avoiding him. I ended up last week... Last week, I mentioned on the show that it had to be extremely fluid with trades because there were so many players in doubt. Cleary, Turbo, a bunch. It was, player must use two trades. I ended up boosting. And the third one was going Tommy Turbo to James Tedesco.
2: I did the same, yeah.
1: Yeah, and the idea there was fullback. It's mm. a, such a key position in Supercoach, such a high ceiling position. <coughs> Teddy, who I think scored 57, it was in a... In NZ And I know it might sound like You know Making excuses for him A few times this year But When he's got that He had a line break The rest of it was just Runs, tackle mm. bus All that sort of stuff So With a nice match A few matchups to come He's still at 570k uh, I think he's a solid buy That being said It was more like last week Wanting him yeah, You know With every week that passes you're Getting close to origin
2: I think last week Was probably the, cutoff probably for the cut off the origin players Yeah
1: Especially this week Now that Buller has emerged And maybe you chase that cash But I'm the same as you made. I'm just like, I'm happy with my cash growth. So I'm tempted to. I think I'll, I'll steer clear of Buller. Yeah. <coughs> Jared Croker. Hallelujah. <laughs> 336 grand. Made 56 grand last week. Break even of negative eight. What he scores, 70 or something? Yeah, something like that. 70 odd. Uh, is it too late on, on great, the great Croke? Don't think so.
2: Still negative eight, break even. Yeah. I mean, he crossed, he crossed the line. I didn't know if he had it in him still. Oh, you know? he's got it in him. <laughs> he's getting a bit old and slow, but, you know, he's going to make money and you need money. So, yeah, I think I think he's still a very good buy.
1: Do you know Croke is three from three this year, he hasn't lost in the NRL since 2021? What a man. What a man. I agree. I think there's uh, Xavier Savage back in top grade this week, named on the wing. Great news for Croke's job security Nick Kotrick is out for at least a few more weeks with a hamstring injury. So just hopefully need Croak to... Look, if they keep winning and playing good footy, Savage, I think he's probably the one to go. When Kotrick comes back, just mm-hmm. need to get him to 13, though, essentially. Don't get him the number there. Worst case scenario, he's making some good coin for mm-hmm. us. <sighs> Finally, the Raiders are relevant. Like, I get to my... <laughs> um, I get to my super coach, And it felt like this all last year as well, outside of Joe Tappany, but I do my squad breakdown on the Playbook website each week. About... 5,000 words this week. And we get to the Raiders game each week and it's like, Joe Tappany, solid buy, Nothing's changing really. <laughs> move on. But round 13 coverage, few players going well. Big Red, Corey Hallsborough. 544k. Three-round average, 72. Most importantly, 71 minutes per game in the last three weeks playing at lock. What are your thoughts on the big man?
2: If he keeps those minutes, borderline must have. Mm. I think he is Offloading it well. Is he dual position as well? I, I mean, believe he he might be He should be Yeah So I mean yeah He had that offload to widen Anyone that can do Produce that sort of offload For a tri-assist Playing 70 minutes 540k I mean got yeah Scored a
1: double over Over Royce Hunt Yeah A few weeks back Do the maths I think Dual position yeah
2: I think a lot of people Are going to bring this guy in Um
1: It's hard to argue As you said It's just minutes If he keeps the minutes Absolutely
2: Will he he keep the minutes? Is there anything preventing it? He wants
1: to The big fella wants to be An 80 minute man So probably And in the three games That he's up his minutes The Raiders are three from three So why change? If he wants to do it And he's feeling good The issue obviously becomes In the five rounds prior to that He played sub 50 minutes Three of those were in the 30s Two of them were 31 minutes But so why change a good thing? Mm. So, yeah, hard to not to buy. Now I'm going to throw a, a couple of other front rollers at you while we're chatting about him. We've spoken about Adam Fenua-Blake, who's an option. Jack DeBellin, Nelson Solomon solomonah Now, both pretty, pretty popular ones this week. Sorry, Nass isn't. I think Nash should be. <clears throat> Jack DeBellin, last three weeks, 80 minutes, 68 minutes, 80 minutes. Averaging 62 in that time, 5.48k, round 13 coverage. What are your thoughts on Debs? Uh,
2: I don't know if I can get around him, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, he's... He's... Uh, I don't know. He's... Dual position, is he? Uh, I believe he's dual position. Okay, well... Yeah, I, I don't know. But the Dragons are just not that good a team. <laughs> I think I think there's higher upside players elsewhere mm. that you could uh, yeah, position. potentially get. Yeah, yeah look, Probably I was too saying much that, already.
1: Yeah, w- w- when I saw his minutes, I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, Averaging 62, not really offloading, doesn't really tackle Bast. Not going to go wrong with him, but...
2: Mm. If no ceiling.
1: It, yeah, no ceiling. If minutes do drop... Then he becomes like, yeah, he's sort of sitting there and you need to make another trade to get rid of him pretty quickly. Whereas Horsburgh, on the flip side, I think he's a potential keeper if he keeps those minutes. Whereas Debs, he's probably a round 13 plug and then a move on. So I don't love him. Big Nelson's the interesting one. Now, he doesn't have round 13 coverage, but, I mean, for as much as we talk about round 13, which is very often, it's not everything, is it, mate? Like, Big Nass this season's averaging 68 across his three games wow. yeah that's surprising he scored 80 in 58 minutes against the warriors 21 tackles 16 runs 14 of those were over eight meters this was obviously the anzac day game five tackle breaks five offloads and a line break we know he can score a try he's yeah 580k because melbourne allied on middles this year i think he plays decent minutes I do feel like we have this conversation every year about Nass And mm. it's just never happened But yeah. the numbers are good
2: Yeah, you've got you to gotta understand as well That when Harry <laughs> Grant's not playing He's going to be nowhere near as good Close to the line He's probably not going to get over You know, those fast mm. play the balls He really uh,
1: But he doesn't need tries Like
2: No, he doesn't But He
1: was 80 and 58 against the Warriors That was with a line break which was his only major attacking stat
2: You kind of want to go for those front rowers Who can score tries Like your Harses and your Fanua Blakes I have Nas scoring yeah, well
1: more tries than them too, boys. Yeah, so I, yeah, I,
2: could, I get, I can get around him. Yeah,
1: I can get around him too. The spy just mentioned Lemu Lemuelu, five twenty two k negative twenty two break even. Now, solid buy, but he's a bit, he's a bit higher popularity than I thought he would be. And my knock on Lemuelu is that sorry, five twenty two k. Jules ctw to rf plays 13, coming off a 120. Like, reads near perfect, doesn't it? I just get Britain, old school Britain, Nicaragua vibes, and not as bad as Jeremiah Nanai, but some Nanai vibes in that he's a little bit attack reliant. His runs the last five weeks in 80 minute games outside of one 60 minute stint 11 runs, 12, 6 runs, 8 runs, 8 runs. I think he's attack reliant. Mm. What do you think?
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny you say those those run numbers. I mean, I looked at Hosking's run numbers, and they were kind of similar to that. But
1: yeah, but Hosking makes fifty tackles. Yeah, exactly. Guys.
2: And Lemuelu probably makes what fifteen, twenty tackles. Not sure, but yeah, I I just don't think. A, I don't think the Dolphins are going to keep their form. I think. Eventually, they're going to go on a losing run. They're, just, they're not that good of a team. I'd
1: say the same. So, I'm about to spend the weekend in Brisbane. I'd only get run <laughs> yeah. out for two minutes after we
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think the time to get him was when he was 214K less in price than he is right now because mm. that's how much he's gone up. Yeah. So, I think the time's passed for him, to be honest. Yeah. So, good luck to the spy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad buy by any means. I just, not for me. Mm. Carla Luapu, long-awaited debut, highly anticipated on the weekend, 43 points in 47 minutes, named on the bench again. You can see the progression here. He'll be a starter for them before we know it, but, you know, it might be four or five weeks. It could be this week. Who knows? Only available at 5'8", bottom dollar. Looks a good prospect, doesn't he? But you, you couldn't probably go this – you wouldn't want to go this week. I don't no, think. not off the bench.
2: <laughs> Once he's starting, probably straight in. Based yeah. off what I saw, he looks very super coach-friendly. Yeah. Um, and he had the line break as well, I believe. So, mm. yeah, he's, his willingness to run makes me really eyeball him.
1: Uh, all hail the peach. The peach is, the peach <laughs> is back. Croak's back. It's the, all, all the old Supercoach guns coming back to the fray is cheapies Brought him in last week. Scored a try off a kick. He had 20 runs. I think 12 of them, it might have been, were under 8 metres. And that was torrential rain and conditions. He didn't offload, which we know he does. <clears throat> so... I think offloads will come in. Those runs will be over, hopefully over, and get the double points for the run going forward. Neg-11 break even. Set, we'll get to dual position changes in a minute, but set to, provided he keeps his spot, he's going to be made dual to RFCT-dub. I like him and I think he's a very playable person in your 17 each week.
2: Yeah. I mean, 18th most traded <laughs> in player. Very 18th? Much, it's, it very much surprises Keep me. Keep it that way. Like, I'm he's, stoked he's about it. He's almost number one for me. I think, oh. I think Peach is going straight into my team, straight into my 17.
1: What's not to like? Not much. <laughs> Job security is going to be the question mark. Yep. We need him to perform. I thought he was good on the weekend in those conditions. So... Yeah, I mean, job security is, is certainly an issue, but he looks pretty damn good to me, mate. Mm-hmm. Another one I was super surprised about, mate, touching on Parramatta Eels, 26 most traded player, Weremoo Greek. 267k, negative two break even, 49 points in 44 minutes, all in base last week. We spoke about him last week being a decent, cheapy option at front row forward with buy coverage. Again, the Andrew Davy on the edge thing, it doesn't help him, but same scenario, so Campbell Gillard's out long-term. Junior Bowlow will be out of those three major origin weeks. I like him.
2: Yeah, I mean, at that price, can't <coughs> go past it, really. Mm. But I probably wouldn't expect 49 points from him each week. Why not? I think... All in base. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he had a particularly good game because mm-hmm. the Eels were just running over them, so... I think you can probably expect more like 30.
1: On the flip side, what do they put? 44 points on the Knights or something? So there was a lot of ball out of play. Mm. They hit the flanks early, a lot of line breaks. In a tougher contest, playing the same minutes, so I think he gets through well more work.
2: We'll see. Only time will tell. I don't mind him. I'm probably don't not going to go on there.
1: Yeah. Surprised did he mean the twenty-six most popular. I guess because there's a few options around the 500k. People are thinking pay up rather than pay down, but... Yeah, I'm a little bit keen on him, I'll be honest. Mate, Reese Walsh, most traded player this week, 725k, break even 156.
2: About downtime. <laughs> about yeah. downtime. I mean, yeah, I've, I've had to sit and watch Walsh as on no, off. No, no. Well, oh, I thought well,
1: you said about like, downgrade time. Oh, jeez, very, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, about uh, time he yeah. started losing money.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, About time people start trading him out because he's, I mean, he's probably not a keeper at fullback. Mm. I'd, I'd have three or four guys above him. Um, and Pap Nelson when he comes back as well So, yeah, I'd probably sell Walsh, to be honest
1: I'm an owner I, at this stage, will be holding I just... I just want him for round 13 mm. I, I, Look, I know Ponga had a stinker on the weekend at 5'8 But he got the buy this week I think a wake up call for him I reckon he comes good post buy this week And... I think the Maroons will be looking to pick him. Well, not looking to. They will pick him at fullback if they want him. Mm. I still think Ponga's the man for the Maroons, which means I think Rhys Walsh misses out.
2: Potentially. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, actually, I wouldn't trade Walsh out this week. They've got Manly, and they, they absolutely missed. us. Manly
1: Gerbo, so someone in that side has to make 50 more tackles. Yeah, exactly right. So they That's ca- 50 more missed tackles in the side. They
2: absolutely smashed us mm. um, last Magic round. Um, still trying to get those... That out of my head That memory But yeah I think Probably You could probably sell him still But I think it's a coin toss
1: And it's a big decision If you
2: need the money Buller If you 500k I get it I I fully
1: get it Look I could I could flip before the weekend But he was also an inch. I think it was Latrell that held him up on the weekend from going 50-plus again, scoring mm. that try. So, look, I don't have strong feelings either way. I'm tempted to hold at this stage and just, I think, it could be an unbelievable number for round 13. If you can score well this weekend against Manly, then, you know, stunt that, the, the cash dropping. Turbo second most traded, 594k, break even at 84. Another one, mate, that I was a little on the fence with because I wanted to hold him last week. He was very close to playing by the sounds of it. Had the week off with that groin concern. If you held him through last week, do you you just hold him for this week? Another one who's an outside chance of playing round 13 if he's not picked due to niggles, or do you just cut ties with turbo?
2: I hate to say it, but I think you need to. I think you need to get rid of him. He's not in the rich vein of form that we've seen from him in the past. He's got injury niggles. Um, I think I brought him in last Magic round, and he scored about 20 and limped off. So, yeah, I don't think he's going (coughs) to... I don't think Suncorp Stadium is his service, put Broncos. it that
1: way. <laughs> Suncorp Stadium is his service. Suncorp Stadium is made for Supercoach scoring. It's such a dry, fast. It's like going to churn up, though. will turn up. They played oh, game yeah, they two, do. I believe. That's correct. I, I think you're right, mate. I, I think deep down I know that as well, that he's a sell. Mm, um, but Just a reluctant one. Just at the price. You just like this. Like...
2: 84 break even. He could go 184. He could. He could. Even I injured.
1: know. I know. And that's the thing, mate. He was averaging like 100 in the first three or four weeks. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think you're probably right. He's probably a sell, but put it this way he's not a must sell. Um, Suneer Taruva, third most sold, 387K. Stinker on the weekend, but it was in that rain, mate. No one really scored well in that one. Selling Taruva or holding?
2: I'm definitely holding him. I can't see why people would sell him at 387K. Mm. I mean, he's, he plays for Penrith, who is still the best team in my eyes. Um, he plays on the wing. He's going to score tries eventually. There just hasn't been a game yet where Penrith have, like, just put him over for a hat-trick and he's gone 120 and everyone's been like, "Oh, Taruva. Yeah. He hasn't bumped up to 500, 600K, but he will. It's only a matter of time, so definitely hold strong.
1: Yeah, I am holding Taruva. I just I'm in the same In mate. Like just not happening for him. I mean, he goes from one glue hand In nice that tungo to another glue hands, probably a worse one in Tyrone Peachy. Not ideal, but I'm with you, mate. They've got a few nice enough games. Uh the Warriors this weekend who are missing a few, but they've got a few back to be fair. So I just think he's a classic case of cheapy C T dub that you know the big scores incoming and you just, people sit there and go, Well, we've been waiting, what are we, round ten and it hasn't happened yet, but it's Penrith Like it has to come yeah. Doesn't it
2: Yeah Taylor May I mean on that edge Last year We yeah. saw he He got so many tons that They're coming So it's a matter of time.
1: I'm going to hold him And Look he looks like Around 30. I'll probably persist To around 13 And if it doesn't come Gone He'll be gone probably I think regardless By around 13 Because it Seems like an Obvious trade out mm. But He's become Like I felt quite safe Playing my 17 each week That's becoming harder And harder each week When I have all right, the big one. Spice baby out four. Nathan Cleary, fourth most sold, 885k, break even 160. What are you doing?
2: I'm holding him. I, th- I expect a bounce back from Penrith. Um, and you never know, he might get the goal kicking back any time now. So.
1: Could happen this week. Yeah,
2: it could happen this
1: week. Two losses on the trot is great because he'll be fired up. They can afford to rest him. It's Penrith and they'll, they'll be top four by the end of the season. But if they were coasting, they'd be like, have a leak off, mate. Really
2: yeah, right. I can see him hitting that 160 break even. Um, as good as the Warriors have been I think Penrith will absolutely tell them
1: yeah, I'm holding Nathan Cleary as well mate Oh it's given me pleasure seeing Greg Marge who go poorly the last three weeks <laughs> No knock on Greg Marsh, just He terrified me so much as a non-owner Because I know how good he is in supercoach 649k mate Break-even 88 Knights on the buy this week It did surprise me 5th most sold. It really did Because he plays around 13 He's a gun supercoach uh, You won't? You do it. Yeah I do What are you doing?
2: I'm holding him I'm my question is, like, why, why are people selling him? What's he done wrong? He's, he's getting 40 in base, which is pretty much what you want from your center wings. Mm. Um, and he can score tries against, like, the top teams. He almost scored against Penrith multiple times when they played them. Mm. So, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's these wingers that, they're eventually going to go in for hat tricks. You just know it. So
1: that the, the Eels game was a line through for the night. They were horrific. Yeah. They know it. They'll bounce back fresh off the buy. Absolutely. And put it this way, I'll be looking to get it. Uh, hopefully, drops. It does have a few crap weeks and bottoms out a bit more. But he's a bloke. I'll absolutely. Be looking. Once once Caelan
2: Ponga, you know, get find some yeah. form. Yeah. Uh, I would yet. not
1: be selling Greg Marju, Tyrell yeah. Sloan, eighth most traded out. 18 points on the weekend, made 47 grand, now has a break-even of 45. Mate, you've, you've got to hold him for this. If you bought him last week, you've got to hold him for the Tigers matchup, don't you? Yeah,
2: most traded in last week. You don't have to necessarily play him.
1: You don't necessarily have to play him, but you bought him for the run, the cash rises. He plays the Tigers. He could get 18 again this week. He could get 118.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's going to lose that much money.
1: They pay 13 as well.
2: Yeah. Every now and then he's going to knock out an 80, 90-odd, mm. but I think he's, his base is probably mm. what he's going to stick out, maybe 30-odd. But, yeah, I, I can see him averaging around 50 for the season.
1: I think roughly. if you bought him last week and your own, you hold for this week, see what he can do. You don't have to play him in your CTW if you don't want to, but you reassess next week. Mm. If he comes out and scores 15, then you go, all right, about to plummet cash, maybe you, you move him on. But I think to give him a week... Dual position, touted changes. Uh, article came out from Supercoach HQ last week. Dry Arrow confirmed to get 2 and front row forward. Pretty handy for Arrow, who not overly relevant at the moment, but he could be. He could be. Origin won't help him either, to be fair. Strong chance, Joey Manu becomes 5'8 CT dub. Uh, he's been named at 5'8 this week. So provided he runs out there as named, he'll get dual positioning. Outstanding news for owners. Peachy plays if he plays C T dub the next or centre the next two weeks he'll get two RF C T dub also clutch for Peach. Luke Keary, five eight halfback, I believe that one is all all bar confirmed after this week. Jake Granville, a chance to get Jewel Hooker and two RF. Matty Burton's another one actually that's quite um significant. Set to get Jewel 5'8 and halfback, played halfback last couple of weeks. So Maddie Burton who You'll wait and see your origin teams. The Bulldogs are on the buy round 13. But if you miss his origin with the dual positioning there, we mentioned the need for, a, you know, potentially a half over that period. If, if you, you know, I can see myself potentially holding Hines and Cleary through round 13 because I don't really want to sell Hines. Cleary plays the Dragons on the Sunday of round 14. But post that, leading into the second major buy end, a cheap Matty Burton, dual half-back 5'8", don't mind it. Mind it.
2: Not that interested. I think I think Manu getting the, mm. the dual status is the big the big one that stands out. But would you move Manu to five eight? I mean, you've got Brown and Monster there. Is there is there room for Manu?
1: No, you want Joey at CT Dar. Yeah. But the flexibility it doesn't hurt, mate. Like you never yeah. know when you might need that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Guys, last week's SC playbook better multi didn't have one. The Week prior, nailed it. Nico Hine to score sixty five plus official. NRL fantasy points into a Will Kennedy try it. Pretty sure there's nowhere else on the internet. Any bookies that do NRL fantasy betting, love it. This week, Tedesco, 50-plus official NRL fantasy points into Joey Manu anytime try at $4.20. As I said, that dry Suncorp surface, flat track, plenty of points in it. Cowboys absolutely depleted. To follow along, you can find the link to that in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description. By going through those channels, it does let I know that we sent you. So be much paid if you are linking up with him to click on that link and go via that. Even more important to remember that you win some, but you lose more. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Desi, round 10 trades and skippers.
2: Um, at the moment, I've gone Murray out. Mm which is an interesting one because I, I actually planned on holding him a bit longer, but I didn't want to sell someone like uh, Luttrell or Cleary to get in Dylan Brown, who I think is the number one target for my team personally. So I'm going Murray to Tyrone Peachy, obviously. Just hasn't
1: quite happened for Cam Murray, has it? And no. What's most interesting is that the minutes are there. Like he's having 71 minutes a game, 62 points a game. His base is 50. He's been awesome. Just hasn't had the attacking stats, has he? Mm. Had a, he's, I think he's had a try and maybe three or four try assists. So sorry, there's a few there, but this is Cam Murray, who we know can bank on the attacking stats. Yeah. Just not quite. Just being there.
2: a lot of link play. They're mm. just using him as a tackle ball, really, to mm. shore up that middle because they've had a few plays out. So yeah, I, th- I think Murray's. It's time to move him on for me. Yep. Reluctantly though, but I think he's still quite highly owned in the in the top sort of thousand odds. So yep. Um, I'm happy to antipodium And then Dylan Brown is coming in for Isaiah Katoa.
1: Yeah, okay. So we spoke off air about you tossing up, selling Katoa or Crossland. You're looking at Katoa at this stage.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Talk us through that. Um, Cameron Murray, 40% of the top 100.
2: Yeah, it's
1: 33% a lot. top 500, 33% of the top 1,000. That's well more than I thought. Yeah.
2: Mm. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not a bad antipod, I don't think, but... Mm.
1: Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you're selling Isaiah Katoa yeah. over finished Crosland.
2: I mean, I, I think Katoa has a lot more in him. Like, he's getting better each week from what I've seen visually. Um, but, yeah, I think Crosland has got a bit more price rises in him and I think a bit more minutes coming up as well.
1: Yeah, I like it, mate. I sold uh, Katoa for Brown last week and I held Crosland both Katoa and Crosland play 13. Crosland came off the bench last week. Kurt Mann got injured. Also a reported up with AOB. Don't I haven't heard a lot about that. But the key there is obviously Kurt Mann. If he's injured now longer term, it shouldn't. Obviously Tyson Gamble will be on the bench. But I think Cros- Crosland starts again. You know what? They are absolutely belted. Crosland could start anyway. Mm-hmm. Crosland starting... Hardly a superstar, but he's not a superstar. But they won games. They yeah. beat Pen- ah, sorry, almost beat Penrith. Mm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see start there.
2: Then he's a safe 50, <laughs> 40, 50 points. Probably safer than Katoa, mm. but yeah. he doesn't have the ceiling, I don't think. But
1: he definitely doesn't have the ceiling of him. But yeah. you know, this pretty safe points if he's getting 65 to 70 minutes. So it's a tough one. But mm. I'm with you. I just think there's a bit of value about Katoa now to sell. While he could punch out an 80 He will at some point Yeah, He could also punch out a 20
2: It's just It's too much of a slow burn You've got to just yeah, cut your such losses Such a slow burn You've got to cut your losses sometimes And just Flick them
1: Yeah For me mate At this stage I'm looking at probably The only one trade And that is Stefano Uticamanu To Wirimu Greg uh, I don't really want to play Greg And I don't anticipate having to But I think if needing to play In between now and round 13 I can extra buy-around number with balo out that the major origin weeks i don't know how long i'd hold him for it It'll of depend how he's performing but he should get decent minutes that week at the very least and be a decent play in the, the 17. cash in stefano who doesn't play 13 and he's been okay but just not quite doing it uh not locking in that trade just yet but probably just the one trade for me at this point mate because i boosted last week i I'm really happy with my matchups, and my players this week. I'm really happy with my 17. I don't think I need to to bolster it too much. And, yeah, I'm I'm happy to have another look at a few more players. So at this stage, just the one trade. The one that I'm eyeing next week, Alex Johnston. Yeah, I was tempted. I I was tempted this week, and then I sort of went, you know what? He's playing the Storm, who are fresh off the bye. He didn't go that well on the weekend, which didn't concern me. But he's only scored three tries this season, which for him is ridiculous, in, what, eight games. He's 29 on the weekend against the Broncos So break evens 56 Tough storm game Tigers next week Played, He's going to start scoring Plays tries round eventually. 13 573k Great buy next weekend Yeah
2: Probably mm-hmm. straight in
1: Yeah uh, Captains mate
2: um, VC I think probably pretty irrelevant But I'll, I'll chuck it on maybe like a Hosking Or a Ruben Garrick even Hope he goes in for a hat trick um, And then C on Nico of course Yep. can't go past it.
1: See on Nico for me and provide a whole Reese Walsh, which more than likely I will be. V-C on him. You need someone who can go very, very big, especially with Nico looming afterwards. So that's for me. Listen to questions to wrap it up, mate. Question from Mitchell Blaze. Blaze, I know you guys play for overall, but can you give some advice for the blokes on head-to-head strategy for the buy rounds? <clears throat> Desi, the way I see it is don't plan too much for those three major buy weeks. Have a look at it. Look at your squad. Be aware of it. But we use the term don't tear your team apart a lot, don't we? Essentially, it's three weeks of the year.
2: You can sacrifice them.
1: You can sacrifice them. If you can jag wins in it, sweet. So I just – I would not – you plan for it in the sense that you look at how many numbers you've got there. You almost look more at the round – 14, 17, 20, the three rounds following the major buy-ins, where you go, all right, that's where some of my opposition will be certainly short on numbers and a bit weaker. Maybe try and be a bit stronger in those ones and bank the wins there. You might get some wins on the major buy-ins anyway, but you just don't want to tear your team apart when head-to-head is about getting that strongest 17 as quick as you can, bank the wins throughout the season. If you start planning on those three, as a head-to-head, those three major buy rounds then all of a sudden you get to round 14 and 15 and then following the buy period, you've burned extra trades, which you, you want for the head-to-head finals back end of the year. You're burning trades post-round 19, round 20, and you're trying to get your team back to the strongest 17 you can get. I don't think it's that that vital to head-to-head players. I think that's the big difference between head-to-head and overall. So th- that's sort of my major take on it. Uh, how do you say
2: it? Yeah, I think, yeah, overall... Front loading mm. trades is fine Head to head You want to back load them mm. Absolutely Definitely yep.
1: Well put Copy. And where it might differ Is if you've had a stinker Of a start to the season You haven't got any Head to head wins Maybe that's luck Maybe because your team sucks You might go Alright I need to pick up These wins on these bikes And I do plan a bit more Around it And hope that I've got Enough trades in the bank And a strong enough team For the back end of the year Even then I'm like I don't love it But that's where you go All right, I'm, I'm 0 from 9 I need wins mm-hmm. Copy that Question from Rodders now: What are we doing with Val Holmes? Do you own him? I do. Great question. What are we doing with Val Holmes?
2: Well, we're going to sell him when Origin swings by. Yeah, probably not. No sooner, I don't think. Um, I don't think he's worth selling at his price currently. Um,
1: obviously- there, there is value in him, though. I think he's probably the concern now. Like they're like, oh, we can still get a bit of value for selling Holmes.
2: Yeah, probably not enough though. He can. He's still just. He could come out and he. I mean, he got what twenty six this week. Yeah, could come out and get one hundred twenty six.
1: I'll tell you while I'm holding. Very tough game this week against the Roosters. Two weeks after it, Dragons and Tigers. Mm. Now the Cowboys have been convincing, but they're as good a matchup as you can ask for. Yeah. Someone said the sent me in a question. um, When are you going to stop referring to the Tigers as easy opposition? I was just like, (laughs) never. When they win more than one game (laughs) in the first nine ten rounds. So I hope the Tigers do turn a corner and this is their turning point for them this season. But Look, compared to any other team in the competition, they're still an easy opposition as far as I'm concerned. The conditions helped them a lot on the weekend. They were very valiant. I love what they did against Penrith, but I still love particularly outside backs against them because they defend well through the middle. The edges, they get killed supercoach-wise. So I'll be holding him yeah, until I think round 13, selling yep. then. Question from Douglas Miller. Brian Totto to Nick Meaney. Nick Meaney's no. averaging 80 this year.
2: Yeah, I just wouldn't sell Brian Torr. Mm. I just wouldn't do it.
1: All right. Talking about Nick Meaney. The average 80. Yeah,
2: but Pappenhausen could be back in the next.
1: I don't think Pappy's back anytime soon. Yeah. I, and when I, he I don't does, know. it'll be through Q Cup.
2: You reckon? Won't come soon. he hasn't.
1: Won't be back absolutely, absolutely. This year? Absolutely. No, no, no. He'll play. I think he'll play this year But I think he'll come back Through Queensland Cup And build his confidence well, you reckon he'll be
2: back In Queensland Cup this year NRL next year or? No no no
1: NRL this year But he'll start in Queensland Cup Just one but game or It'll depend how he comes back But I would imagine Probably a couple Yeah Especially when they've got Nick Meany tearing shreds At fullback
2: Yeah I mean I, he, He's slipped under the radar Entirely oh really How much I nearly his? went
1: in round one I know you say about a million people But I yeah. genuinely went close To Nick Meany round one Jules seated up full fullback uh, look, he's not for me because he's seven fifty seven k. It's a lot of money. He doesn't cover round thirteen. He also loses his, you know, Munster, Grant. So many key players around Origin, which mm. won't help him. But to anyone who jumped on, like holy mackerel, potentially one for head to head players. You know, you look at I building. Just, your gu-
2: I yeah. just wouldn't sell Brian Tor. I I think <laughs> I think menie's a fine buy. Looking at that, but I think Tor's. Mm. He's got something coming Uh, There's a storm brewing there I think the Penrith outside backs are about to explode
1: Yeah Uh, I'm holding tight on Tile as well Again, like he was going well enough Shit conditions on the weekend Lot, a lot of rain in Bathurst Sport from the couch Do I play the peach in my 17 this week? You looking at playing him?
2: Of course (laughs) The peach is coming in and he's scoring a hat trick That's what's going to happen A hattie That's what's going to happen A lot of hatties this week A lot of hatties
1: Uh, What have I got at the moment? Yeah, I'm playing him as well. So, I've got Peachy and Taruva, one of which will probably be my 17th man. That's if I don't make any sort of trades to guns or whatever. Rest of the team, rock solid, that's the one sort of concern. Would Peach be Taruva? Don't think so. No, who would you play?
2: Oh, I'd I'd go Taruva. I'd go Taruva. I think the ceiling is what you want. Yeah, I think he's he's just so. I gym. think you're right. The ceiling,
1: yeah, yeah the, he's got the ceiling to Yeah,
2: against yeah. the Warriors, that that wingers aren't the best defensively.
1: Interesting, but yeah, I, I kind of want to play the peachy. Oh, every year, Tally D thoughts on bringing White and Over Brown as a pod. Tunned up on the weekend, one twenty. Jackie <laughs> White, he was on about a hundred after that twenty yeah, minutes. he saved me from
2: no. Nah. Don't do it, Tally D. Just don't.
1: He's never been supercatch relevant.
2: Don't even think it. No. Don't, don't even have those
1: thoughts don't in your head. Don't get Jack White. I love Jack Wyden. A little bit less now than a few weeks ago, but I love Jack Wyden and he's not super supercatch relevant. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, question from Charge. Who is the Canberra dub of choice to get me through the buy period and potentially through to round 23? He says, leaning towards Matt Timoko. So, is an interesting one. Averaging 60... Not a lot of attacking stats to his name. Plays around 13. Could you entertain him?
2: Absolutely. Looks good. Fast, tackle-busting. He's got all the assets that you want from a supercoach player. Mm. It's just a matter of whether the Raiders can get him the ball and get him, get him over the line for some pies. Then he will, you know, I can't see his average dropping really. I think he'll average probably 60-odd for the season. Yep. So you can slot him over that, over that period and he'll do a job for you.
1: I don't love him as a buyer. I love him as a bloke, but I think outside backs at the Raiders, the ceiling is very capped. I'm with you, Desi. I think he can average 60, maybe even 65 for the season, which is very respectable. Two tries this season and one try assist in eight games. He's had 15 tackle busts the past two weeks. He's at 1% ownership overall. Massive, massive pod. I just like the Raiders do so much their damage through the middles. They're. Ability to hit the edges isn't fantastic, and I think that is reflected in the fact that he scored uh, what, what was say two tries and one assist this season. I just don't think the Raiders don't have those blowout score lines in them where they're going to put 40, 50 points on a team and smash them, and they're just the outside backs are going unless to a it's manly, day, unless it's manly, <laughs> yes. where they're just going to have those field days. So, I think the ceiling is capped at you know, barring an outlier of a score 120. Mm. Whereas there are so many CT dubs in the game, like Alex Johnson, like Greg Margie, who the 150 pluses can come. Yeah, Kiraz, Garrick. So I, I'm not fan, a fan of Tamako as a bite. Not a bad bite, I just I think there are better ones. Mate, let's wrap it up with a question from Ben Lanigan. If I still don't have Dave Fafita, do I just bite the bullet and grab him or do I wait until after origin?
2: That's a, good question. a, that's good, a good, good question That's a really good question I Dave think,
1: for feeder Just before you get into it yeah. Speaking of ownerships And I mentioned before As soon as the player goes good Straight to Jerusalem Stats Alright please tell me Not 100% people own this bloke Not as high as I thought This has gone up a little bit From last week but So he's 85% owned by the top 100 But you go down to the top 1000 That's 76% of coaches own him 71% of the top 5000 68% of the top 10,000 that's, like, less ownership than I thought.
2: Well, yeah, I, I just think <laughs> he's in too, too good a form, really. Mm. I think you can't, you can't go without him, really. It's, it's at that point where he's, the antipod on him hasn't worked. You, he hasn't really rose in price that much, though. That's the thing. I think he's still maybe only a slight, slight bit more than his starting price.
1: Seven ninety-seven k. So he's he's put a tunnel. He's a, he's one hundred and eight k up for the season.
2: Okay.
1: He, so he was sort of scratching the surface. Then the last three weeks, three round average of ninety-three. Obviously, the one fourteen on the weekend against your seagulls.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you have to oh. get him in. He he just looks too good, he and he's got so. the just to some fast blokes on the outside Jeez, of him he looks as well. Good. Yeah.
1: You'd hate to not only and. Look, the they had the buy in The round base 13. is up as well. They had they've got a shit buy schedule anyway. They were missing they're on the buy around 13, around 16. And then they've had their other buy. So he's not going to be impacted. If he plays origin, he's not essentially not going to be impacted by the buy, period. The other thing is the Titans aren't going to be going good enough that he probably rests post origin. So if he does play Origin, I think it's in a limited minutes bench role. Might play 30, might play 50, but. It's not even like an 80-minute edge draw where he doesn't back up a few days later barring mm. injuries. So, yeah, I'd nearly pay up for him.
2: Yeah, I think you have to.
1: Desi, Too dangerous. let's wrap that one up for the Round 10 NRL Supercoach Playbook Podcast, 4 p.m., Magic Round, Caxton Hotel Friday. Let's have a beer and the guru. He's not as annoying as he looks on camera, I promise. Uh, And then Saturday, 1 p.m., Caxon Hotel, bloke in a bar crew with Kempy, he the water boy, guru, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a ripper. Thank you, mate. You'll be up there.
2: I'm very keen. Bloody hell. Let's get it.
1: Righto. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys.